After you listen to today's episode of Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, listen to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data. Betty Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. It's Locked On Fantasy Football. It's a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Washington Football Team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Welcome in new listeners, returning listeners. If you haven't already, please click subscribe or follow on this podcast so you can get all the episodes downloaded in real time. Also, leave a rating and a review if you have time to do so to help other fans of the franchise find the show just like you did. I am David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are the hosts of the Locked On WFT pod. When we're not here, you can find Chris over the team 983 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday. Also find he and Pete Methurst on the Odyssey app. Same place you can find this show as well. Also find Chris covering the team in writing for SI.com. On Twitter at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82. Find the show at LockedWFTPod. Chris, our midweek episode here, we got some really good stuff. We're going to hear from Jimmy Moreland as he spoke to you and Pete on the Team 980 at the end of last week. We're going to bring in some of his comments and some of your guys' great questions from that interview here in our segment two. And then we've got an email in segment three to wrap up today's episode. But first, we're going to continue a little bit of our conversation from yesterday's athletic survey of the Washington football team fan base. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we asked a couple of these questions that Ben Standig posed to a group of fans, uh, 20 questions, and actually it was more than 20 questions, but it was 20 root questions. And uh, again, for those that missed like the first couple of like our perspective, our answers and how you broke things down and how I kind of saw them, uh, that was on on the uh, the um, Tuesday, July 20th episode uh, of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. So now we'll ask a couple more questions, uh, if you don't mind. And David, we'll start with question number four on the survey, and that is who will be this season's breakout player mm-hmm. for the Washington football team? Now, theoretically, by the term breakout, right, it's not somebody that, you know, it's not Chase Young. It's not Terry McLaurin. It's not Antonio Gibson, but it could be a number of other players. Is there anybody that jumps out in your mind? I mean, I think we, when you talk about who could be the, the team's breakout player from inside the fan base, it's going to be really hard to pick one. That's not basically a rookie or a backup. So I think from a national landscape, I would almost say Logan Thomas because I know Logan is a very popular player amongst the fans. You know what I mean? But I think nationally speaking, he's not as well known or as well favored as maybe he is inside the fan base. And and that gap is is fairly large. I kind of go back to Chris Godwin and, you know, Buccaneers fans loved Chris Godwin before everybody loved Chris Godwin. I mean, his first two years, it was nothing for us to get him on the Locked On Bucks podcast. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, get in line. You know what I mean? So I I kind of look at it that way. So my answer is going to be Logan Thomas, but it's from an outside point of view, like a national point of view. Uh, I think that's an interesting way to look at it because, yeah, it, like, like you said, nationally, uh, the view is going to be different. I would say from a local perspective, being that you went national, here's what I'm going to give you. Uh, and that is, I'm going to, I'm going to go with 
Um, I'm going to say Tim Settle. Mm, interesting. Okay? And here's why. Um, Matt Ioannidis coming back from the season-ending surgery. And Matt Ioannidis is a terrific pocket crasher, you know, mm -hmm. but I think Tim Settle uh, plays a bigger role on this team because, you know, maybe not because of injury, but because maybe they're trying to save some wear and tear on Deron Payne uh, and or Jonathan Allen. Um, also, I think Settle is a little bit better in terms of stopping the run and can still push the pocket. So I'm going to go with, you know, a guy who's not a starter, uh, at least right now, and a guy who, you know, certainly has flashed some, some ability to be a, a fairly good contributor. I don't know if breakout is the right term for him, but that's the one that, you know, like could jump out at people. Um, yeah. You know, that I know will be on the team because I don't know that Shaka Tony will be on the right. team. And I was thinking about him, you know, but I don't know if he'll be on the team. Uh, I like James Smith Williams, uh, but I don't know if he'll have as big of a role uh, per se as Tim Settle already has. All right. So uh, I wanted to ask you this. This was another question. The fans, oh, by the way, the results in Standings Athletic Poll for that was. Other one with 46.3% from this list. Taylor Heineke, who only got 5.9% of the vote. Cole uh -huh. Holcomb, who got 17.4%. Matt Ioannidis, who got 14.7%. Bobby McCain, who got 8.6%. And Cam Sims got 7.1%. All right. So there's that. Now, another question Who will win the NFC East? Now, remind you, hmm. mind you, they're, they're polling, standings polling Washington football fans here. Right. Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia, or New York, you would say the fans went with? Yeah, the Washington football team, obviously. <laughs> uh, yes, you're, you're correct. I mean, I tried to sell it, so maybe to create uh, some confusion, but no. 71.1% <laughs> of the fan base, which surprises me, right? Even though Rich yeah. Eisen's picking them to win 12 games and CBS Sports is picking them uh, to win 10 games, but not the division. Everybody's kind of high. I don't want to say super high, but kind of high on the Washington football team. Uh, it still surprised me to see the number this high. Dallas mm -hmm. is number two, not surprisingly, at 22.2%. The Philadelphia Eagles only have, in, in this survey, a 1.3% chance of uh, winning the NFC East. All right, so we'll continue to go through a couple of these questions each and every episode, just because I think it's fun to kind of get a pulse of the fan base in a different way than we get a pulse in terms of voicemails and emails. And by the way, that's coming up a little bit later in this episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us when we return. Uh, Pete Medhurst and myself caught up with Washington football team third year corner Jimmy Moreland on the uh, Team 980 on Friday. You will hear a good part of that interview. That's next right here on LOWFT.
Yeah, that's a great conversation. Make sure you guys stay tuned in to listen to that. And, and these questions, again, coming from uh, The Athletic. So if you haven't already subscribed to that publication to read some of the great stuff going on there, we highly recommend that you do. And some of the questions that they're asking in this poll are also questions that can be answered at betonline.ag in the way of putting money on some of these predictions, especially division champions, upcoming NFL futures. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to do all of that. But if it's not just NFL futures you're into, maybe baseball season, which is still in full swing, is more your speed. The NBA Finals could be or could not be wrapped up by the time you hear this, depending on what happens tonight as we're recording this. Whatever it is before the next contest, head over to betonline.ag to get all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to and through the playoffs. Again, head to betonline.ag, sign up, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, once again, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell, and guess what? As we mentioned, Jimmy Moreland joined Pete Medhurst and myself. Uh, you can listen to the Team 980 on the Odyssey app, as you can listen to the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Got a chance to catch up with the Washington football team third-year corner. Here's part of that conversation. Jimmy, 419 snaps last year. You did not allow a touchdown. That's, um, that's about as good as it gets. Uh, what do you do for an encore now <laughs> as you guys add a guy like William Jackson a third now in that room? And I know that's got to make you look around and go, man, this room just got a lot better as well. Man, we're just trying to get better every day, you know. Hopefully we can capitalize on what we did last year and get more interceptions. So that's the big encore, trying to get more turnovers. More turnovers indeed. Uh, I, I guess before we get to you individually, Jimmy, um, when you when you think about William Jackson the third and not only him but Benjamin St. Juice who looked pretty good in OTAs from what I was able to see being out there, um, you know, granted it's limited, uh, and, and granted you know you got to play games as as everybody knows in this league. Uh, first, how much better do you think this secondary is right now on paper, just going into this upcoming training camp? And this secondary is one one of the ones that will be working with definitely behind the great D line we have. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, season we're having. Also, the um, William Jackson and um, St. Justy getting in here, you know, putting on for the team as well as as me. So, you know, we all just trying to come along and find our, find our core for us, like the big thing that make us drive and go. I mean, how different was it just having an opportunity for OTAs and now you're going to have an opportunity to have, quote, a – traditional training camp as opposed to last year in getting set for a season? I'm ready for it, man. You know, all season be long, ripping and running around. You know, I'm just ready for it to get back with the team, my teammates, and just have fun. You know, looking forward to a big season for us. You know, we just trying to, like I said, we just trying to make everything click. Everything, anything that goes and goes the right way, we're trying to find out how to do it. Uh, Jimmy, you know, I I think, and I don't know how comfortable you feel in in talking about this, but I'll ask it. Um, You know, to me, my sense is that 
you guys are going to be a lot more of a man uh, defense uh, and a lot more aggressive and physical. I think William Jackson uh, and St. Juiced, obviously, those additions allow you to do more of that stuff. Is that your sense? Is that your gut feel? Um, how do you kind of read what you guys are going to be able to do from a coverage concept standpoint that might be different than what you were able to do last year? No, it's not. It's not, not nothing different. You know, we've got the same defensive coordinator, same coaches, so it, it won't be nothing different. We're just trying to fix some things, see, figure out what's the best, what's the best coverage for each, each situation. You know, um, go back and watch all the plays from last year. You know, how can we how can we make our coverage better? Jimmy, one of the obviously the hot topics over the last twenty four hours. Uh, has talked about you know this team being one of two that's under fifty percent in terms of vaccinations and your personal business is your personal business. But let me ask you this: we have heard that the team uh, and the league has tried to provide teams with a lot of resources to at least give you all information. What what exactly have they tried to provide for you all uh, as you all try to make those types uh, of decisions? You know, um, it's, it's a lot of personal decisions. You know, a lot of people have their opinions about the vaccination. You know, um, I just got vaccinated, so um, I, 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 want, I want to be the ones, you know, that, you know, get back to normal. Just really, you know, being that if you don't have vaccination, you can't, you, you'd be just like last season for, for you. But if you do got vaccination, you can know, get back to normal. You can go home, buy week, and do this, that, and the third. So, you know, um. I don't know about everyone else who's not getting it and who may get it in the future, but, you know, it's a personal decision for, for me as a, um, as a player and um, a person-wise in health because, you know, with our country, we, we have a lot of vaccination and a lot of countries don't. So, you know, it's a, it's a big thing for me. So, obviously, that was a driving, uh, I guess, force in, in, in you making that decision. Um and I'm trying to be as delicate and respectful as I can. It, would it bother? I guess would it bother you if a teammate said, "Look, um, you know, I'm not doing it for whatever reason they have, and I'm willing to risk whatever comes with that, not only for themselves, but also, quite honestly, your, you know, you guys as teammates and people that have to share the same facilities." And then, from a competitive balance standpoint, I mean, as as we've kind of seen around in all sports, it could affect a team's ability to field, you know, a healthy roster or, or a healthy position group, uh, for instance. Yeah, you're right about that. It can't affect. But, you know, like I said, it's a personal it's a personal decision for all the other players. You know, you never know what they might, what they went through, what, what happened with them, and they um decision on making the, not getting the vaccine or getting it. So, you know, um, it's, all, it's all opinionated to me. Um, if they want to get it, I um, mean, that's, that that help the team out more. If they don't, you know, I respect their decision. Yeah, Jimmy, as a team, a lot wasn't expected last year from you guys. This year, though, the expectations uh, are quite different. You've added a, a tremendous piece in the draft with Jamin Davis uh, in the middle. How how do you? And maybe let me let me turn the clock back for you. The fact that you played in a James Madison program that had huge expectations. It was national championship or bust every year there. How much did that mm-hmm. mindset prepare you now for a team that feels like, hey, it's NFC East, it's playoff success or bust right now uh, based on uh, the, the groundwork you all laid last year? You know, in college I had a um, defensive coordinator named Bob Trout. He he learned on the Bill Belichick 
you know, he's all, he always told us got to be accountable for each other. You know, don't try to go out there and do something out of the ordinary. Just everyone work as a team and be accounted for. So, you know, it's not it's not no big – we're not worrying about the big buzz or making, doing this and that. We're just worrying about first game of the season and taking, taking that as far as that. He's take one game at a time. Uh, Jimmy, Pete mentioned you didn't give up any uh, touchdowns by, you know, the, the grading system. I guess that's pro football focus. I mean, obviously, we know you had a good year. Uh, I think next-gen stats, I don't know if you pay any attention to that, but that's, you know, the chips that you guys have and whatever. They graded you, I believe, as the third-best uh, coverage corner in the slot last year. When you look back on last year with all the challenges that you guys dealt with, uh, again, COVID and this, that, and the other thing, um, in your second year in the NFL, learning a new system and, and dealing with, you know, just everything that you guys had to deal with, I guess for lack of a better question, how proud of you, uh, how proud of you, uh, of what you were individually able to do uh, were you when you look back on, on, again, what you were able to accomplish? You know, I'm, I'm glad of what I accomplished. You know, um, I don't pay, I don't pay attention to the next and all that, but, you know, I'm glad that I made it through a healthy season. Glad I was able to help the team in all those type of ways. Now I was just trying to meet better myself and and get and get get more success than than just not allowing touchdowns. Because you know I just, I also want to get turnovers. That's a big that's a big thing for us causing turnovers and getting offense back out ball. That's why that's why I play defense. Jimmy, you obviously arrived after that great career at, at, at JMU, and, and a lot of people were excited. You know, your seventh-round pick, but a lot of people knew you had the ball hawk uh, turnover gene, if you will. And then you come in, and I remember, um, you know, because um, I, I – I, you know, we all obviously follow the team very closely. I, I wasn't there every day in practice, but – one name kept popping up, Jimmy Moreland. And then you watch the preseason games, and I remember the first game, I think, in New England uh, that year. You were all over the place. You are making plays, and everybody knew you were going to make this roster. When you come to an NFL team and the league as a whole as a seventh-round pick, and from a smaller school like Pete was just asking about, yet you had that kind of success, how much of the chip on my shoulder is there for you as opposed to just, letting it play and, and, and doing what you do without worrying about proving that they were wrong about you, if you will? To me, as a player, you know, even if any, if any player can tell you about this, you know, they always play with a chip on the shoulder because, you know, you always have people out there doubting you. You always have people out there comparing you to other players. You know, um, it's just how, how would you take it? Is you going to come in and try to be somebody you're not? Try to try to change up for the system, or change up for for other people. Or you're gonna try to be you and do what you got, do what you did to get here, you know. And I just took that on tip on my shoulder and stayed with doing the same stuff I was I've been doing since I was since I first started college. I mean, not college, but since I first started football. And I took that tip on my shoulder when I got to the league, and you know, I just played. You know, all the players around me that when I first came in, they they like my they like my about me and stuff like that. I just, I told him, I just, I just be myself. I hope because if you, if you can't do what you did to get here, if you change, you never know what what can happen. You know, normally players kind of dread training camp, right? You guys are going to have this wacky Richmond thing for four or five days. I know you were down in Richmond for longer in your rookie year, not last year. Um, 
How does a young player like yourself kind of look forward to training camp? Is it a grind yet, or is it something that you're chomping at the bit for? Uh, again, the preseason games, you guys didn't have those last year. A lot of players don't like them. How do you approach it individually? You know, right now, being in off season, I feel like we've been off season a lot longer. Now I'm ready to get back to it. So I'm thinking more like I want to be back around my fellas for the camp. But it is. It is, but who are, are going to make the team? A new team every year, and that's why we go to camp for for two weeks and figure out who's going to make the team. But as a training camp experience, you know, it's a it's it's one of those experiences where you're blessed to be here because a lot of players not 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 able to be here. A lot of players get cut after the two after after like the last preseason game, you know. So everyone, it's just a lovely time. It is a grind. It's the best way to get back into football shape, no matter how much you run off season. But you never can get in football shape until you do football. So I feel like it's more of a get in shape type thing. Let's figure out what our team going to be this year and stuff like that. All right, once again, that is Jimmy Moreland of the Washington football team, courtesy of the Team 980, Russell and Medhurst. Uh, yes, uh, obviously, uh, that is uh, the show that I co-host as a uh, Uh, as we mentioned here on the Odyssey app and as well at the team980.com or team980 on the AM side in the Washington, D.C. area. David, when we come back right here on LOWFT, we're going to dip into the email bag. I don't think we've had as many emails as we've had voicemails, but that's okay. Different variety uh, for every fan. Certainly welcome and warranted. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? Well, uh, as we always tell you, mine is peanut butter brownie. David's is mint uh, chocolate, uh, mint brownie, uh, excuse me. Uh, And guess what arrived in the mail on Tuesday at the Russell Homestead? That's right, a big box from Built Bar. So what I did was I got the three flavor variety box. I got the chocolate orange. I got the peanut butter brownie. And I also got um, the, I I did get the mint brownie uh, as well. And I got a birthday bites, little box pack, if you will. It's about 20 of the birthday bites, birthday flavored with sprinkle bites. Cause I like those. Those are the white chocolate ones that we've mentioned a couple of times. And I got a little um, uh, a little bag, a cooler bag, I, I guess is what they call it, that had some extra goodies in there for protein and that are healthy for you. So it's a great, great investment in you. And if you love Built Bar, you know what we're already talking about. If you've never tried Built Bar, help yourself out. Get a mixed box. Again, you can get two of the nine flavors or you can break it up uh, and do a bunch of different things like I did. They're low in calories, low in sugar, low in carbs, uh, high in grams of protein. They're great for you and they all taste great. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. Built Bar is where it's at. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com and tell them Locked on Washington sent you. 
Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, named Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at russellmania621 and the show at Locked WFT Pod. And like you mentioned, Chris, we've got a listener email in, and and again, not not the usual way we get communication, but hey, we're more than happy uh, to receive communication from our listeners any way we can. So this email comes in from Zach Bonsheim. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that last name correctly. And Zach writes, quote, I always listen to the pod every morning at work. Thus, why I'm emailing from my work email. 10 out of 10, my absolute favorite WFT pod out there. You guys are kick ass. Hopefully, we can say that on the air. Love you guys. couple questions. What's one player, not a skill position, that you think would be a game changer addition to the team? And then secondly, what is your pick for a new team name? I personally grew to like the Washington football team name, but what's your opinion end quote zach greatly appreciate your podcast and he did chris email from his work email so i'm strongly considering leaving a review if i can at his works website telling them how smart and intelligent zach is for being a fan of the washington football team and of course the locked on washington football team podcast that is a great uh email great question thank you zach we appreciate it very much um you know, I, I thought about this, about like the the, the street free agent, the, the outside addition that isn't a skill player. And, it, and quite honestly, it's tough to come up with one. I, I guess I would lean towards as long as safety is not considered a skill position, which I don't think it is. I guess I would lean towards a guy like Trey Boston, even though I think he's on the downside of his career. Uh, Ron and, and most of this staff are very familiar with him. He did play more around the box area instead of in the single high or free safety role that he had traditionally played when Ron was basically um, his head coach in Carolina, a couple of stints there uh, in between. He went to Arizona, so on and so forth. Uh, again, I'm a little bit worried that he's on the downside of his career. Uh, Carolina under the new regime cut him one year into a three-year deal. Uh, again, they used him a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, but here's what I'm thinking. I don't know if Landon Collins is ever going to be whatever Landon Collins was when he signed the massive deal here in Washington, and he showed very little signs of right. last year, even before he got hurt. So maybe maybe they wait and see what Landon Collins gives them and looks like before they make a move. But I would think Trey Boston would be a guy that could still help them in a variety of roles. That's that's a very interesting name and a, and a good a good pick as well. Um, I also went to the free agent listing and I like uh, linebacker KJ Wright. I mean, I've, I've been saying on here and, and I think you agree that linebacker still is kind of the weakest group uh, on this roster. And I just think looking at the season that is ahead of the Washington football team, you have the opportunity to kind of take control of the division build on what you built last year the new additions that you have and this team still has 16 million dollars in cap space according to the, you know the websites that track that kind of stuff kj wright is going to be 32 uh here here pretty soon actually this week he turns 32 but listen this is a guy who outside of the 2018 season where he only played five games has played 15 or more games since you know every season since 2014 team captain with seattle got their defense was kind of declining i don't think i bring him in to be the mike I think I bring him in to be the strong side linebacker, and that frees up Jamin Davis to either play the Mike position if, if he proves that he's he's capable of doing so, or you put him on the weak side for the first year. You let John Bostic run the Mike, and that's your three-man linebacker group. I think that's an incredible upgrade uh, in experience, in veteran leadership, and in know-how. 
And worst case scenario, your linebacker group is still the weakest part of your defense. But Jamin Davis, not only is he getting great experience, he's getting veteran leadership to learn from in the locker room. And KJ Wright, everybody you know that I know of the two of T that that knows KJ Wright has played with him says he's a great team leader and a great teammate. But he has gone on record saying he's not taking a discount. He knows he's older. He knows that's you know typically held against players like that. But he's not taking a discount. Again, Washington, you've got the cap space. Give him a whole, give him a bunch of money for one year. The cap space, you know, you get to roll over some cap space where you're not going to get to roll over all of it. So go ahead, give him that one year deal, pay him what he wants to get paid, bring in that veteran, kind of go for it. It's it's like going, you know, shooting for the moon, but you're not like mortgaging your future. If it doesn't work out next year, you just move on and you get that cap space, you get that money back, you just move on next year as as planned. Uh, if you're lucky he signs somewhere else and maybe you get a cop pick in a year. You know what I mean? So there's a bunch of other things that happen. If you love him, you re-sign him, you keep him, and you draft another guy to add to that group. So, I mean, to me, it just makes sense for a whole lot of reasons. The only question really would be, does KJ Wright want to play in in Washington? Yeah, no, I think that all makes sense. I think you could be looking at something like that and maybe even a Trey Boston after camp winds down and maybe the preseason when they assess injuries, that type of thing. Real quickly, Zach also asked about a pick for a new team name. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, a number of times. Uh, You know, I I don't really care what they name it. I'm with you, Zach. I would be fine with Washington football team staying. I don't think it's going to stay like that because of uh, all the uh, the the um, copyright, you know, and 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 trademark stuff uh, that is going on. I ultimately think it'll be Washington Red Wolves. I think that would be as popular of a name as they could get with a lot of the younger fan base. And I think that's who they have to appease and, and, and make do. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for this episode. If you want to email like Zach did, again, it's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. That's lockedwftpod at gmail.com. Or if you want to voicemail us, Uh, or send in a voicemail or record a voicemail 301-615-3577 301-615-3577 either way we're always happy to hear from you guys get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast that's going to do it for us for david harrison i'm chris russell thanks for listening this is the locked on washington football team podcast